our first impression of today's gospel is perhaps that it's kind of common sense. If you do good, good will come back to you. You reap what you sow. That's what it sounds like to us. You know, the measure with which you measure will be measured back to you. So, how does it go? What goes around comes around. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. And, and, and again, at the beginning, that kind of appeals to us because it sounds fair, sounds just. If we, do good, if we do good to others, they'll do good to us. And if we do evil to others, well, they should do evil to us, and that's, that's fair. Kind of like karma. This is like karma. Whatever you do will, will come back to you in an equal measure. It's justice. But the more you think about it, I hope, the more you realize how unsettling this is. And in fact, kind of frightening. The measure with which you measure will in turn be measured out to you. Well, if we were good and perfect and loving all the time, that would be great because we would receive goodness and perfection and love all the time. What about when we sin? Then what? Then we get it back in our face just as badly as we've done to others. <laughs> if you think about your sin, say, well, we're in big trouble. If we're measured out, if we're going to be measured according to the measure with which we measure, we're in big trouble. Not only that, it's obvious if you look around that this doesn't really work. I mean, it's not as if the good people have good things happen to them all the time and bad people have bad things happen to them all the time. Just last month, 50,000 people were killed in those earthquakes, maybe more. Were they all bad people? No. Some were very good. Some were very bad. We know just from looking at the daily news that sometimes evil people get great benefits. They seem to flourish sometimes. And good people sometimes suffer terrible injustices. So it's not true that you just get what you deserve or you get what you, you reap what you sow, at least not in this life. So then we say, okay, well, it doesn't really work perfectly here, but maybe when we take into account eternal life, then everything will work out. And certainly that's true. God is a just God, and he works it all out. But even in light of the next life, what about grave sins that we have committed? You know, in the, uh, in the days of the kings, if you, if you slap the king just one time, your, your head gets cut off. Doesn't matter how many good things you did. So it's something like that. If you do a grave offense to God, well, what, what's the measure? How can you ever undo it? In this life or the next. So we shouldn't be so, too quick to think that, that uh, as long as we live a good life, we're going to get good done to us. It's too late. We're not that good. I hope... And Lent should make this clear to us. We're just not that good. We're not good enough to deserve eternal life. 
No one is. And if anyone thinks he is, well, he's living in a terrible illusion. We're not, we don't deserve eternal glory with God. We don't. Okay, now that's a pretty negative thing to start out with. <laughs> but let's remember the context here. And this is really clear from today's first reading. Yes, we're sinners. Yes, we have been wicked. We have done evil. We have rebelled. We've departed from the Lord's commandments. Daniel says it very straightforwardly. This is really the truth. Not just we as a people, but each one of us in our own individual way. We've been foolish. We've been selfish. We've been self-centered. We've been devoted to our own goals. We've ignored the needs of others. And we can make a whole litany of it. And that's what... That's what Daniel does, and so he concludes that part by saying, justice is on your side, Lord. Justice is on your side, not on our side. So if we're going to invoke justice, if we invoke justice, well, the just thing is that we be punished. We might as well acknowledge the truth of it. But then Daniel goes on and says, even though justice is on your side, Lord, Mercy is also on your side. You're also a compassionate and forgiving God. And Daniel calls on the Lord, first of all, laying out before the Lord all his sins and the sins of his people. And then he says, but Lord, you're a merciful God. Please be merciful to us. Yours, O Lord, are compassion and forgiveness. It's a very consoling thing to recall that the Lord is merciful and that his mercy somehow in the mystery of his way of doing things, his mercy is even greater than his perfect justice. So with that in mind, we realize, oh, we're actually in a pretty good position here because we're the children of a very merciful God. We don't have to do more good things in order to get him to do good to us. He's already good to us. The, 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 the tide is already in our favor because God already loves us, even though we don't deserve it. Now, with that in mind, let me come back to this gospel and we hear Jesus say, be merciful just as your father is merciful. Who's merciful first? The father. He's merciful first. We live in a culture of mercy already because God is merciful. And then he says, be merciful just like that. Be, be like God in that way. The scripture scholars will tell us that this line, be merciful just as your father is merciful, is the equivalent of the line we read from Matthew's gospel. In fact, we heard it on Saturday. Be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. When we hear, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect, we get concerned that it's impossible for us to be perfect because we can't remember people's phone numbers and, you know, we go to the store and we buy things we didn't mean to buy and, you know, we don't count our change properly and we say, we're not perfect. That's not at all what this is about, of course. It's about being merciful as God is merciful, loving the way God loves and 
that's also a challenge, but it's not impossible because God makes it possible. Might be impossible for us to get all of our math problems correct every single time, but it's not impossible to love. It's not impossible to be merciful because we live in, a, in, a, in an atmosphere of mercy. Now, that's why when Jesus says, stop judging and you will not be judged, stop condemning and you will not be condemned, forgiven, you will be forgiven, it's, it makes sense because we are already not being judged according to strict justice. We are already not being condemned for sins we have committed. We are already forgiven, or forgiveness is available to us. And that's why we can put into practice these, these uh, tenets that seem to be uh, based on justice. Actually, they're not. This isn't karma at all. It's much better. It's much better. It's not, not just give and you will receive. It's not just you get what you, you reap what you sow. Rather, it's God has already sowed goodness. God has already offered forgiveness. Now, if you willingly participate in that system, then you get the benefit. In fact, more than, more than is, it, is it at all uh, just. Good measure packed together, shaken down and overflowing will be poured into your lap more than we could ever possibly deserve, more than the greatest of the saints could ever possibly deserve. That's, as I say, we live in this atmosphere of, of divine mercy, of extraordinary generosity, of, of uh, goodness beyond measure, and he wants us to receive it. The question then is, will we be merciful as our Father is merciful? Will we not judge because we ourselves have not been judged? Will we refrain from condemning because God refrains from condemning us? That's really how it works. So the more you think of this gospel in light of what we know about the goodness of God, the more, the more we can make sense of it. We're not, we're not living in a, in, a, in a world of justice and we should be happy that we're not being held to strict justice. Be merciful, as your Father is merciful. We start with gratitude for God's mercy, and then we say, well, what right do I have not to be merciful to those who offend me? What right do I have? It's only, it's only right that I be merciful as God is merciful. And that's a great attitude to have as we continue our Lenten journey.